It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I know it, but look here. All good things come to an end. Yeah, my, my main man is stepping down. I know it, but listen. The crazy coach day is. I know it. Can't everybody beat him. I, I know it. But listen. This right here hurts. I know it hurts you, and it hurts me. It hurts everybody, my family. Boy, nobody ever beat him. I know it. I'm, but you but know, who's going to fill his shoes? Listen. He's right here. It's going to fill him. You gonna they hire me, I will take over. I know it, but listen, listen, listen. And one thing I will do, I am not going to put up with paying the players. You know, I never know what I'm going to get when I sit down in this chair with, with that opening audio. And I got to say, that's that's an award winner. Nicely done. I don't know what we just listened yeah. to, but captivating. You're in studio today, so I can actually see you. Like, you were kind of like, eh, how do I feel about this? And then the, I'm not going to play the players part. That's when you're like, okay, yeah, that was it. Okay, that, that was so the audio clip. That guy wants Dabo. Roll Tide, yeah, Roll Tide Willie wants uh, Dabo Sweeney is <laughs> what it sounds like. Wow. That is, you know. My first thought was, man, I wish I was looking at this video, and then a few seconds later, I was like, no. no actually, I'm glad I'm not looking at that video. Beer with the koozie was on the ground. He had no shoes on, just kind of out in the middle of the woods. That's Roll Tide Willie. Man. Don't give a piss about nothing but the tide. He makes an appearance from time to time. Well, mm. wow. Okay. Um, wasn't on yesterday whenever this – what time did this come out? Afternoon? Late late afternoon? 3.35 Three? maybe, I think. I don't know. I kind of blacked out when it happens, and it was, oh, my gosh, this is just such a massive story. Like, what's the natural reaction? How does it affect o- – like, there's so many different ways to go with the story, man. Like, it's not even 24 hours old. It's still kind of hard to believe that I know. Nick Saban's not going to be coaching college football next year. I know. It's crazy. In – in the last 48 hours, you've had Pete Carroll, Belichick, Saban. I mean, those are some big names. And I, I don't know what's happened with or what's going to happen with Harbaugh, but I mean, there's a chance that you have the Alabama and Michigan head coaching jobs open at the same time. Yeah. Time. And who do they hire to make other uh, – The dominoes y- fall, you know? right? I saw a good tweet yesterday kind of on what you just said. It says, Saban is gone. Pete Carroll's gone. Urban is gone. Trestle's gone. Jimbo's gone. Coach O, Bob Stoop, Steve Spurrier, Lloyd Carr, Frank Beamer, Les Miles, Bill Snyder, Chris Peterson, David Shaw. Your childhood is over. <laughs> That's right. And for somebody in their mid-30s, yeah, that hit home. That is exactly my childhood in the sports. Pretty yeah. much every single one of those names. Transition, right? There's a bunch of new names. Or Well, Gruden's coming back, maybe. I guess the rumors are out there somewhere. But no, that's right. It's it's wild. Um you know, the timing is – there's never going to be a good time to step away if you're Saban to where everyone's like, okay, yeah, that's the right time. I guess people had – you know, there had been some rumblings that that this may be coming. But, you know, that's been going on for years. You never knew what to believe, who to believe, um, if people actually know anything. And, and I don't know, I, you know, some folks may be – had an idea about this, but I don't know if you listen to Saban and I don't think he has any reason to necessarily lie about it. This came on pretty recently. Well, yeah. And the only thing that's not surprising about this, because I was stunned yesterday, man, I, I, I was, I was stunned. And I think most people were stunned yesterday. The only thing though, that wasn't surprising is 
the fact that it was just on a random Wednesday in the middle of the day, completely out of nowhere. Yeah. If I had to guess how Nick Saban called it quits, it would be where he was interviewing a defensive coordinator earlier in the day on an SEC coaches meeting earlier in the day, and then it's put out that he like he was going to work all the way up to and even post. Yeah. the retirement announcement that he had because he was back at the facility this morning. He's been calling recruits today, according to Cole Kublik. Yeah, which is interesting. You know, I don't know. Um, he says he's going to have an office there and is going to be around for, you know, the, the following year. I, I I wonder what all that entails because Coach Stoops kind of had the same thing and yeah. was kind of in and around and um, it's hard to know what exactly that role is and how much say he's going to have in in everything. You know, uh, the one thing I thought that was interesting is over the last couple of weeks, I I heard you know little snippets of multiple coaches saying that college football needs a commissioner. And as soon as I heard the Saban news, my first thought is, well, what's he going to do now? Because I know he's not going to do nothing. And, you know, he's he's done some TV stuff and done well at it. So your first thought is there. And then I was like, you know, that it, the timing kind of comes up with everyone saying college football needs a commissioner. And I think yep. he's respected by everyone now. I don't know that that's going to be the case. That's just something that I thought was was kind of interesting timing wise. He'll, he'll probably. I, I thought of the same thing last night. If they were looking for a new commissioner today, and every college football fan could vote on who they most want as a commissioner, I bet Nick Saban would probably win because everything that he said about the sport, it, it feels like it's pretty dead on balls accurate for the most part. You know, yeah. Like he's even complained about rules in the past. Like, all right, I'll play by your rules. I'll yeah. do my schedule to play by your rules, but it should be like this. Right. It's kind of dumb that we don't do it this way. I'd vote for Nick Saban as the next commissioner, and my hope is that he goes right into TV, and that's my guess, man, is that ESPN Fox, somebody's going to throw an incredible mm-hmm. amount of money at him. My guess is that he's on College Game Day next Take year. over where Corso was. Yeah, my guess is that he's on ESPN College Game Day, and my hope is two years we get to a point where, all right, we need a new commissioner, and then he slides into that role. But you're right. He's not going to do just – he's not going to do nothing. Yeah. Well, I, it's wild, and, you know, it's interesting what it means for Alabama. You know, obviously he's the brains of that operation. He's the the engine that was constantly pushing it forward. Uh, that's, you know – that's what everyone talks about with him is the relentless energy and pressure to perform and always moving things forward. Right. They've got great infrastructure there, facilities, staffing, just the whole operation is top-notch. So somebody's going to be able to step in to, for the most part, a well-oiled machine, but the motor and the brains are gone. And I don't know I don't know what impact that is gonna have. The Alabama name is still gonna carry a ton of weight. Um you know, had this happened before the transfer portal, I wouldn't be nearly as worried about it. But now that the transfer portal is open and is a thing if if you don't make the right hire, there's a chance you lose your whole football team. Yeah, sure. Which is crazy. Yeah. You know, so that adds a, a, a different level of intrigue to the whole situation. Now, usually when you're leave when you're hiring a new coach, it's it's rarely does someone walk off into the sunset. Yeah. Especially whenever things are going as good as they are there. Um we saw it with Coach Stoops, Alabama's doing it. Well, with Saban, right, that's rare. Usually you're picking up the pieces and somebody is coming in that there's a new level of excitement. And the players have a decision to make. Are we going to buy in with this? And, man, we you're probably excited about the new move and at least hopeful and how things may change. But this is different 
no matter who you bring in, right, there's there can be an excitement, but there's also going to be a heaviness to the fact that, well, this person could be really good, but it ain't saving. So I wonder like how all of that plays out within the within the locker. Expectations room. aren't going to change. They're certainly not going to change at Alabama. So you're not going to have as great of a head coach. How could you? That, I don't think that guy's out there. Right. But the expectation to be in the national championship hunt again next year and the year after year at, that 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 didn't stop. So the new head coach is going to have everything he needs to compete at a high level. Yeah. But the pressure is going to be arguably as high as any any job right now in college football following that man oh yeah it's gonna be difficult i mean you you like they almost lost to auburn this year you lose to auburn next year no matter who it is it's gonna and auburn's coming like we've talked about them um you know you got the whole new the 12 team playoff you've got oklahoma and texas coming in you got the new scheduling format which you know, I don't know how you compare it to the last handful of years for Alabama's schedule, but overall, everyone's schedule is more difficult, and you know that's going to include Alabama in some form or another. I don't know necessarily if it's this year or next year, but everyone's schedule is more difficult overall. Um, someone's going to be walking into not an easy situation. So we have a special guest coming up next segment. Uh, Rick Gutierrez, who is on the OU 1994 National Championship team, won it all in Omaha. He was also an All-American at OU. He's going to join us next segment, and we're going to talk about the life and legacy of of Ryan Miner. Uh, Unfortunately, Ryan passed a few weeks back, but we are still talking about him, bringing up memories. I mean, his impact was felt... I mean, it was that deep, man, around here that it's it's felt it's been several weeks, but everyone still wants to talk about the life and legacy of Ryan Miner, which I, I love love doing that, and we'll get to do so coming up next with Rick Gutierrez. That's that's going to be a lot of fun. But before we hit a break and get to that, who's it going to be? Dan Lanning said no earlier today. Lanning is out. Who's the, who's the next head coach at Bama? I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. I have. No idea who it's going to be. Hmm. But I've got a list that we can get to at some point today that I like a couple of names that I really like for that job that I think would be good. And I think you could capture like actions, like a little bit of rare excitement giving who's stepping down. Like you may be able to generate some buzz, um, so is I don't it, know. Is it going to be someone that's not going to pay the players? What they I will do, mm. I am not going to put up with paying the players. I'll be interested to see if Roll Tide Willie is on your uh, your I, uh, hot board there for I'm Bama. I'm fascinated that uh, Roll Tide Willie is all of a sudden. Uh, taking a stand against paying the players as if that's never happened at Alabama before. He's pretty much got his own NIL deals, becoming yeah. internet famous and the T-shirt sales and everything. So, well, but he doesn't want the pay, the the players paid. He can make money off of it, but not the players. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got Rick Gutierrez coming up next. Going to be really cool. Uh, stay tuned. Sooner football talk lives here. This is the ref. If you're looking for big wins and good times, Riverwind is the best place to play. With the best food, drinks, and service. Join us every Friday in January for our winning resolutions giveaway. Play to win your share of $80,000. Play with your wild card all month long. Welcome to the best casino in the metro. There are trucks, then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. 
I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Shop our half-off, half-the-store sale now through Sunday at 4 p.m. Choose from diamond pendants, diamond earrings, pearls, chains of all sizes, plus so much more. And, of course, select engagement rings and wedding bands are included. After all, we are where Oklahoma gets engaged. Buy now for Valentine's Day or treat yourself to something new. Shop now through Sunday in-store and online for these sweet deals. Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. Take your game in a new direction and experience one of Southern Oklahoma's finest golf destinations. Located just 20 minutes south of Oklahoma City, Winter Creek Golf and Social Club offers its guests the opportunity to experience 18 beautifully designed holes paired with 14 lakes all across stunning natural landscape. This course does not disappoint. Give us a call at 405-224-GOLF to book your tee time today. Metro. Hi, it's Dustin Dvorak with Metro Ford of OKC. Are you ready to turn heads on the road? Look no further than Metro Ford of OKC. We've got a wide range of custom trucks to suit your style and needs. Tennessee, Roush, Rocky Ridge, Shelby, we have them all. Experience the thrill of the open road in a truck that's as unique as you are. Visit us at Metro Ford of OKC today or online and drive home in your dream custom truck. Shop where the difference is real at MetroFordofOKC.com. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. One smile is great, but one smile in a community of smiles is so much better. Smile Train celebrates the cleft lip and palate community by empowering medical professionals in over 70 countries to perform essential cleft care in their local communities. Learn how Smile Train is helping the cleft lip and palate community at smiletrain.org/learn. Smile Train, changing the world one smile at a time. OEC Fiber brings you the power of fiber optic technology right to your doorstep. Experience seamless streaming, lag-free gaming, and smooth video calls with OEC Fiber. But that's not all. With OEC Fiber, you get top-notch member and subscriber service and competitive pricing. Visit our website at www.oecfiber.com or call 405-217-6868 to sign up today. As usual, Norm enjoying Ryan Miner as he hits the three falling out of bounds, but not enjoying Julian Winfield with the wraparound of Sammy Haley. OU down 13. Got to use your heads in this game. Got to get it back to what works. Ryan Miner hitting the three. He had 32. And who gave the hot foot to Jason Sutherland? Look at that jumper. But it goes. Mizzou within three. But Ryan Miner doing his thing again with the steal. Over the head here to Calvin Curry, and he puts it home. And Samson loves that as Oklahoma wins it by five. And, yes, we have upset number three of Upset Saturday. Minor accounting for more than a third of the Sooners' points. No big deal. Just a night in the 90s where Ryan Miner's putting up 32 points and leading OU hoops to a big victory, man. And uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. We're talking to Rick Gutierrez, who was an All-American at OU, a part of that 1994 national championship team, a teammate of Ryan Miner. And Rick, welcome to the show, man. I, I really appreciate you doing this. I, I know the, the past few weeks for you and, and, your, and your teammates have, have been difficult, but also at the same time, what has it been like these past few weeks to see and, and feel and just hear all of the support that this fan base has for Ryan and his family and to see how much uh, everyone really cared about him and his family? You know what, uh that's what Oklahoma fans are. I'm, I'm truly, I can tell you that right now that uh, all you Sooner fans in the state of Oklahoma, they, they love their, their people and their athletes from all you. I mean, you, you don't expect nothing less than what they have shown the last couple of weeks, honestly. Well, take us back. Uh, obviously, you guys experienced some of the, the highest highs together there at Oklahoma playing baseball, the, uh, the national championship there in the College World Series. 
tell us a little bit about what was it like playing with a, a, a dual sport athlete. It's a weird double pulling off basketball and baseball kind of during the same time period. How did all that work? You know what? I mean, that would make uh, Ryan such a great athlete. I mean, he was one of those guys that I remember uh, our first year just coming from basketball into baseball. And I mean, not even a week into the season, you know, in baseball, he was already throwing 90s across the diamond. You know, I mean, he was such a great shape. I mean, it took us about, what, two and a half months to get ready. And he would come in and just in a week and a half, two weeks, he was ready to play, man. That's how special he was. Yeah, and there, there's just so many people that remember him hitting fadeaways at the Lloyd Noble Center or crushing balls in the gap at, at Eldale Mitchell Park and in Omaha. So everyone knows him as an incredible athlete that went on to Major League Baseball and accomplished incredible things. But, Rick, I'm, I'm curious, for those that don't know, what kind of guy was Ryan Miner, not only at OU, but after your uh, your time at OU? You know what, Ryan was, I mean, you got to understand, Ryan came from a humble small town in Oklahoma, in Hammond. You know, him and his brother, Damon, they're Oklahoma kids. You know, they're humble. Uh, they love the University of Oklahoma. They love the state of Oklahoma. Uh, we used to love going to Lloyd Novo and watching them play, you know, because, I mean, it, it was fun, you know, because you see this home kid that loves OU and loves the state of Oklahoma, and he was just a humble kid. I mean, both of him and Damon, I mean, they were so big in stature, but they were so small and in just giving back. You know, they were just awesome. I mean, and that and that goes with all the Oklahoma uh, teammates that I had here in Oklahoma, and that's one of the main reasons I decided to move my family here to Oklahoma because I love that. I love that with my teammates that were from Oklahoma. You know, Dusty Henson, uh, Sean Snyder, you know, Mark Soto, kids that were from Oklahoma. They have that humility that I, I love and I admire from the people here in Oklahoma. Tell us a little bit about maybe behind the scenes. You know, um, we got to witness on television the greatness and uh, kind of live through you guys, the fun that you guys were having out there on the baseball diamond. What was it like in the in the locker room, in the clubhouse, um, in the dugout, at practice? You got any funny stories or, or anything that, that kind of reminds you of Ryan Miner? Ryan was funny. I mean, Ryan was funny. I mean, he was such a tall guy, but he was goofy. You know, especially <laughs> when he was around his brother. I mean, he kind of joked on with his brother, I mean, with Damon. I mean, he, I mean, it, it was just like I said, the locker, that's what made us so special. I mean, if you look at the, the team, I mean, we were not the best team, but we were the best team as, as a whole, at togetherness. We were just a bunch of scrappers with a couple of great athletes, you know. But, I mean, most of all of us were kind of like those guys, they just can fill in a role here and there. But it was just fun. I'm, uh, that's the reason I enjoy the most is that it was a fun group. There was no superstars. They were just a bunch of guys that wanted to win for OU and the state of Oklahoma. And, and Ryan Miner and Damon, they were just goofy. They were just two tall guys, six seven, just goofy kids, man. And they were young. I mean, they, back then they they came in what seventeen, eighteen years old. They were they were skinny, tall, six seven. Rick Gutierrez is our guest, former OU All American, nineteen ninety four national champ as well. Rick, I'm curious about this because you you kind of just said there, you guys were just a bunch of baseball players, a bunch of baseball players that just love the University of Oklahoma. You were winning a lot of games at that time. Of course, Ryan was the star of the basketball team. Like, take me to the mid nineties, like nineteen ninety four, when you guys are winning a national championship. Where would you have ranked Ryan Miner in terms of like the big man on campus ratings at OU during that time? Would he have been number one? Yeah, I mean Ryan was the man. I mean, I, I mean, you know what? If if we were playing in the NIL now, I mean, he was the man. I mean, the but you know, he didn't act like that. He was humble. I mean, it, it was different back then. I know it was a lot different, but Ryan was the man. I mean, everybody knew Ryan because he was very sociable. He was nice. He didn't think he was the main man. You know what I'm saying? They, there's kids that they get the big name and they, they don't talk to anybody, but not Ryan and Damon. You know, they were just humble kids, and it, it was different back then. But, I mean, Ryan, if you put Ryan in today's age, Ryan would not go anywhere if it was not Oklahoma. I don't care how much NIL he will get somewhere else. He will stay here because he loved the University of Oklahoma. 
he loved the state of Oklahoma. He he wore that very proud. What was that dynamic like, you know, on the team whenever I, – I know you guys are grinding, putting in work, gearing up for a season, and, you know, you've got a, a dual-sport athlete. How, how was that interaction? Was he with you guys much through the off season? How did he practice with you guys? Were there days or trips that he missed because of hoops? If you, I mean, I know it was a long time ago. How do you remember all of that playing out? You know what, Ryan. Ryan was Ryan would come along, especially when we were in the dorms. He would come around and hang out with us, also the baseball team. I know we knew he was busy. But we would go to him, you know what I'm saying? We would go and cheer for him, for the team, because he loved – it doesn't matter if you're playing basketball or baseball. Ryan was involved with his team. He took care of both sides. He would come in sometimes when we were practicing. He would come in and, you know, hit. He would throw. You know, he would – he didn't just, oh, I'm, I'm just going to show up for baseball. He wasn't like that. Ryan was around us, you know. MJ, you know, we would all cheer for him. We would have a banner for him out there when he was playing basketball. So it was not like, oh, here comes this guy that we don't know. It wasn't like that. Well, you get drafted uh, once your OU career is over. You go play minor league baseball, and I don't know if you remember exactly what you thought when this news happened, but can you remember how you felt when you first heard that the Iron Man Cal Ripken, the consecutive game streak, was coming to an end, and your buddy, your ex-teammate Ryan Miner, was going to play for Cal Ripken? Yeah, I know that that was that was that was awesome though. I mean, honestly, it, it's it's one of those moments that you can say, man, I I play with that guy, and everything he gets now, he deserves it because he works hard. You know, it, it didn't come easy for Ryan. He worked hard. He, well, yeah, I know he was six seven, but he worked hard at basketball and baseball. I mean, it, it's a proud moment. It's like any proud moment than when we see any of our Sooners in any sport win something. Or they're on TV. You know, if you love the University of Oklahoma, you cheer for them. And that was my, my teammate, Ryan. You know, that was, that was our man. What's the lasting impression? You know, whenever, whenever you remember him, whenever you, you, the name comes up, somebody asks you about him, what's, what's the main thing that you remember, whether it's a story or, um, you know, whatever it might be? What's, what's your main memory? You know, my main memory of, of Ryan and all those guys is that when we won the next championship, if you see the, the highlights that coming out of the, out of the dugout, all those guys just fell like they tripped on themselves and they <laughs> fell. And, and, and you see them just rolling. That was my, my whole thing. And, and when they picked us up from the airport, police escort, and seeing, I mean, because I was the oldest in that team, and I was the guy, I was the senior, and looking at their faces, how proud we were to be part of that great team, and, and like I said, to represent the University of Oklahoma and the state of Oklahoma, and especially seeing the faces of Ryan and Damon. Because I mean, you gotta understand now that you live here in Oklahoma, all the pressure that a kid from Oklahoma gets, especially when they're good at, at sports, getting to fulfill that dream of playing for OU. And then, you know, top it off with winning a championship. You know, it's, it's, I mean, I was so proud and I'm a California kid. I'm an Oklahoma kid now, but you imagine all that, that nice happiness you feel inside when you, you accomplished something since you were little. I, I guarantee you when they were two or three years old, they knew they were going to play at Oklahoma. They knew they wanted to be a Sooner. And to accomplish that is, 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 is something that I admire that from them. Rick, that, that's awesome stuff, man. I really appreciate you joining us for a few minutes to talk about the life and legacy of, uh, of Ryan Miner. And we, we could spend three hours, I'm sure, um, talking about Ryan. He's a Sooner legend. But, Rick, you're a Sooner legend as well. That's Again, right. All-American, 1994 national champ. So while we have you on here, I, I'm curious, now that you're back in the state, I know that you're following OU baseball. They honored you at a diamond dinner a, a couple of years ago. How do you feel about OU baseball, Skip Johnson, and just the way the, the, the program's humming along right now? You know what? He's doing a great job. I mean, I, honestly, uh, two years ago, I thought they were going to win it all. I mean, they were just mm. one base hit, one RBI away from winning the whole thing. I, I'm, not, I'm not making it up. It, he's doing a great job. And everybody there, you know, Tip, you know, they're doing a great job recruiting. They're trying to put their, you know, their best foot out there for anybody. 
So, I mean, I, I'm happy with, in every sport. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I cheer for anybody that wears a Sooner uniform. I'm, I'm a Sooner. And another thing is I want to tell you that, I um, mean, we, they're going to have that celebration of life for Ryan this Saturday at 1 o'clock. So, you know, anybody that loves OU and admires Ryan and, and want to say thank you to Ryan, uh, they're going to have a service for him at 1 o'clock. We also had a, a, a golf. They're going to uh, thank, you know, thanks to Larry Phillips. He's setting up a nice, uh, from now on, I believe on November 5th is going to be a golf outing just to do a scholarship for his two girls that he left behind, you know, for Ryan and his family. So, you know, keep that in your in your prayers. Keep Ryan and his family in his prayers because, you know, they're going through a hard time. That's good stuff. Yeah, okay, Saturday 1 p.m. Do you know where that is? Yes, at 301 uh, Northeast 27th Street here in Moore. Okay. 301 Northeast. So right before it gets cold, you know, you just go out <laughs> yeah. there, you know. Yeah. Saturday at 1 o'clock, 301 Northeast 27th, there in in Moore. And then put yeah. it on the calendar, November 5th. Uh, yes. there, there's a golf Jimmy outing. Austin, at, at John, Jimmy Austin Golf Course at OU is something, like I said. I mean, OU, you know, OU Athletics is awesome. You know that. I mean, it's they do everything for our athletes, for our people here in Oklahoma. So we're very thankful for Larry Phillips and, you know, OU. It's yep. perfect. W- 1 p.m. on Saturday, same time as OU Kansas. Let's just go win it for Ryan Minor. There you there, go. Up yeah. there in Allen Fieldhouse. They'll win. Oh, you will win. I'm telling you, Ryan's, Ryan's going to be in spirit there, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, we appreciate you stopping by the show, and uh, uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, guys, and go Sooners. There you go. Man, that sounded like a fun squad to be a part of, and not to not to get too deep here, but um, a lot of what Rick said just that that was it, it's kind of why a lot of people fell in love with college sports in the first place because of that camaraderie and that mm-hmm. connection, and not that that's totally gone away from the game today, but it's different. It's 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 different. I think that that brought back some nice times of. Yeah, that's what college sports used to be at one point. Well, that that know, baseball team had it. And he mentioned it's like you asked how big of a like superstar factor was was Ryan Meyer walking around and he's like, Well, you know, it just kinda of wasn't like that. You know, and, and that's uh that's changed a lot over the years, obviously, for uh, a bunch of different reasons, but uh, how cool would it be to just show up and oh, there's a six foot seven dual sport superstar walking around, no big deal. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and Rick made uh, several great points, but I love the point there at the end. Uh, you know, Ryan Miner, OU wanted him, Oklahoma State wanted him. I mean, that was a big recruiting battle. There's pressure for an Oklahoma kid going to OU that everyone wants, right? Mm-hmm. And to cap off that career, being the star of the basketball program and then winning a baseball national championship as well. As Rick put it, you know he and his brother felt really good about that, being Oklahoma kids. That's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, awesome stuff. Uh, really cool. Really, really cool. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hit the text on 651-3439. We'll be back. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. At Bob Moore Nissan, we make sure you get the right vehicle at the right value based on what's right for you. Experience exceptional at Bob Moore Nissan, I-35 in Tecumseh, or online at bobmorenissan.com. Turning signals. Make the season merry and bright by driving home safely both day and night. This season, let's all make it home safe. Make Oklahoma safe. Happy holidays from Oklahoma Transportation and the Oklahoma Turnpike Authority. Dear Hero, whoever you are, you save lives. I live with sickle cell and the pain and the issues that come along with sickle cell every day. I'm most grateful that people are willing to go out there and take their time, their blood, and give me new life. Because of you, I'm allowed to see my son grow up. Giving equals living. Give blood. Replenish the supply. Learn more at hhs.gov slash giveblood. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Jimmy Sexton is going to control this search, every bit of it, because he controls every chess piece on the board. He represents Steve Sarkeesian. He represents Dan Lanning. He represents Kalen DeBoer. He represents Mike Norvell at Florida State, Dabo Sweeney at Clemson, James Franklin at Penn State. 
So he will try to slow play this as long as Alabama will allow him so that he can get every one of his clients the raise that they feel like they deserve. So he's going to try to play it slow. Alabama's going to try to go quickly. In my estimation, the most logical candidate in terms of the expediency of the way that they want to operate is Kalen DeBoer. I'm actually going to be pretty surprised if Kalen DeBoer is not the next coach at Alabama. Well, there's something. Yeah. Joe Klatt from Fox Sports, not a hot take artist. Uh, he didn't say something like that unless he feels pretty confident. Kalen DeBoer is the leader in the clubhouse in terms of the odds right now to be the next head coach at Bama. Anything can happen in a coaching search, but what, 24 hours away or 24 hours removed from the news, it kind of feels like it's Kalen DeBoer's maybe the favorite at this point. Yeah, and, mm. you know, that's – I can't say that it's a – uh, a bad hire. Um, I think it's a. I think there's somewhat of a risk there. Um, you know, he's not. He's not from that area of the country. But that's not a. I mean, that's not a limiting. He's he's just always kind of coached north. You know, sure. Um, he spent time at Fresno. Uh, but Indiana, Eastern Michigan, Southern Illinois. Um, was that the case for Saban before he got to LSU? Yeah, maybe. The, I know he's Michigan State, Michigan Cleveland. State, the Cleveland Browns. He was at Ohio State for a short time. Did he start at Kent State or yeah. something like that? Uh, yeah, or? I don't think that – I think he had been – now, yeah. the sport has changed dramatically, but I think LSU was the first time that he was in the South, and yeah. that one, that one that worked. worked out. Yeah, that worked. Um I guess he at first seems kind of a like as a, a massive outsider, you know. Which I, I'm not saying that that's ne- neither limiting or or anything. That doesn't change any of the facts that he's a he's a really good coach. I guess it's more of how would it be received by players and um, and fans, which ultimately, I mean. The fans are gonna. It doesn't really matter how it's received. It matters pissed. what. Well, it matters what the record is going to be. Sure. If you win games, it doesn't matter what they think of you on day one. So, I mean, that's an interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I mean, he's on the list for sure, and you know, it's a little bit different. Landing at Oregon, things seem to be set up a little bit differently for the long haul for him. Sarkeesian at Texas, things feel like they're kind of set up good for the long haul. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be bad at Washington, but it doesn't feel like the season they just had is going to be replicated very easily. Well, they're replacing Michael Penix Jr., one of the best quarterbacks in school history, with Will Rogers, who didn't have a great year at Mississippi State this, this past year. So, yeah, Roma Dunze, I believe, is gone. I feel like just about all those um, skill position players they have are gone, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's going to be hard for Washington to have that much talent again. They're really going to have to hit it in recruiting in the portal. So, maybe this is the right time to leave. And you do. You leave. I, I don't care the pressure after Nick Saban. You leave Washington for Alabama. I mean, you, you just do, man. The resources, how much they're going to be able to pay you, all that. I mean, hell, I think you leave Oregon for Alabama. That's just me. Dan Lanning clearly disagrees. But I think you leave Washington for Alabama for sure. And the odds look like this right now. Kalen DeBoer, the uh, odds-on favorite, 10-11, to 11, the, the odds there. Hmm. Mike Norvell is next, 3-2 to two odds. Sark is third at 2-1 to one odds. Dan Lanning, fourth at 7-2. to two. And then there's Lane Kiffin at 5-1, to one. Dabo Sweeney at 25-1. to one. It right. doesn't feel like Dabo was really ever a serious candidate for this one. No. Unless a lot of people in front of him say no. No. Um, and I'm behind Alabama on that decision. Uh, I was I was joking last night about Dabo, you know, because it feels like he's, he's not an option because of kind of his stance on current college football, sure. right? Sure, yeah. Uh, I was joking that, you know, what if he was just – Purposely tanking Clemson 
to make sure that they're not going to be a threat moving forward whenever he takes the job at Alabama. <laughs> Played himself. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't think Dabo is is a, a realistic candidate. Nor now, do I think he should. Let be. me ask you this: Do you believe what is widely? I'm, I'm not going to say reported, but. A lot of people are saying it, and I don't know who these people necessarily are, but that Nick Saban has already picked his predecessor. I don't think he got to – no, no, uh-uh. I, I don't think he's – I mean, I, I bet that he had a short list of two to three names that he said. And I thought this yesterday, immediately after. I'm sure Nick Saban had a list of one to three names that he presented to Alabama and said, hey, I'm retiring – if you want to ask me, here's who I think would be the two, three best names to take over this program moving forward. Yeah. And I'm sure Alabama took that into consideration, right? Mm-hmm. But do I think Alabama would just take that list and say, all right, well, whoever Nick wants, that's who we're going to hire. No, I think they would interview that person and take it seriously under consideration. But I, don't, I just don't think that Nick Saban is the one who gets to make this decision. Yeah. I... If you're Alabama, you, I know there's a ton of respect there, uh, absolutely. Um, and he knows the sport, he knows these coaches, he knows the coaching world, highly connected, obviously. So his, his influence and his um, opinion on who you should hire is you should take it very seriously, but... You also need to, you know, make sure you vet that thing on your own and and go through all your your due diligence on yeah. on your own end and don't just let Nick Saban hand hand select it. And I don't I don't think that that would be the case. But um, here's here's one thing that I think is a must, and I I think it's a must because Alabama seems like it, it just seems totally different than. Than everywhere else, and because of the pressure that's going to come with it, and the shoes you're filling, I think it needs to be a CEO head coach. Well, who's that? Well, Mac. Mac's a CEO head coach. There you go. I'm leaving North Carolina. I'm not leaving North Carolina. I'm not taking the Bama job. Stays yeah. at North Carolina for Bama. I don't think. Um, I, DeBoer, he doesn't call the plays at Washington, does he? I have no idea if he calls the plays. No, 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 no. He doesn't because it's Ryan Grubb, right? Isn't he the OC okay, at yeah. Washington? They kept showing him in the uh, semifinal in the championship game. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the reason is because typically whenever – like take Oklahoma, for example. Oklahoma had over the years been excellent offensively, but defensively it – had been a uh, an issue going on a decade plus, right? So I understand completely hiring a a guru from one side of the ball that is a play caller, right? Because you're you're fixing what has been a glaring hole in your program for a while. So I understand that. I don't think Alabama has any glaring holes. And it allows you to have a little bit of of distance between between like what's happening on the field and yourself. Like obviously, you're always going to be, um, you know, the buck stops here with the head coach. But if the offense isn't going the direction you want, you've got a little bit of wiggle room. Same thing if the defense isn't going the way you want. If you are, if you're a play caller and the head coach, and things are not looking good, like the pressure is amplified, in my opinion, whenever that's yeah. the case. And that's something to think about with Sarkeesian, with Kiffin. I mean, I don't know. I if, if I were Alabama, I'd probably go with a with the CEO. All right, we're time. really up against it here. So quickly, just give me three names here. Three names for the next head coach of Bama, though it looks like Kalen DeBoer is the favorite. Well, You had a list. It Someone that I would look at and give a very, very serious uh, opportunity to is D'Amico Ryan. Okay. You're doing a great uh, job at the Texans. Doing a great job at the Texans. Um, I, 
I know that this is probably not what uh, Texas fans want to hear, but I think Sarkeesian has proved that culture-wise, recruiting-wise, everything behind the scenes, that he can do a really good job. He's got some good, good, you know, on-the-job training, I guess you could say, after his stint with Nick Saban at Texas and made a college football playoff. I think you really got to consider it. Uh, and then my third name would be Norvell. But I think the biggest boom that you could get, the biggest recruiting, uh, keeping your players' excitement would be D'Amico Ryan. And I know that's not going to be a popular name at all. I think it, uh, I don't know if he's on the list or not. I, I, I think that'd be a great hire for Bama. Yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. Does your banker know your business, the challenges you face, and what makes you unique? At Armstrong Bank, we're dedicated to understanding your business and working alongside you. A true partnership is more than financial transactions. It's support, trust, and and attention. This is how we make businesses stronger. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Contact our knowledgeable bankers to open your business account. Member FDIC. Are you someone with extra weight and looking to make a lifestyle change? Norman Regional's Journey Clinic is ready to help you get started. We are excited to be one of the only weight loss clinics in the region offering the SPATS balloon, the world's only adjustable gastric balloon, and also the gastric balloon with the highest success rate. There are no incisions and no hospitalization, just a walk-in, walk-out procedure. Join the tens of thousands of patients who have changed their lives with a SPATS balloon. Visit journeyclinic.com or call 405-515-2049 to request an appointment. As we age, cataract surgery is often an inevitable step. And it's not just about restoring your sight, it's about upgrading your quality of life. So when it's time for cataract surgery, you have one big decision that can affect your vision for the rest of your life. The choice between a standard lens, which often requires you to rely on glasses for reading, or a premium lens. Consider Panoptics, Vivity, or a light-adjustable lens, the leading choices that can provide crystal clear vision and freedom from glasses. If you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Shop our half-off, half-the-store sale now through Sunday at 4 p.m. Choose from diamond pendants, diamond earrings, pearls, chains of all sizes, plus so much more. And, of course, select engagement rings and wedding bands are included. After all, we are where Oklahoma gets engaged. Buy now for Valentine's Day or treat yourself to something new. Shop now through Sunday in-store and online for these sweet deals. Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. Do you like to stand out in a crowd while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's eye. You don't have to be a golfer to shop at Jimmy Austin. They also do corporate special orders for you and your company. Call them today, 405-325-6716, or visit theougolfclub.com for more information. While serving in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. They didn't think I was going to make it. I'm LaToya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. This message is for Karina, our mom who finished her high school diploma at age 28. Hi, Mom. It's Emmedith and Nicholas. Congratulations on getting your diploma. You worked so hard and have taught us so much. We We love you. When you graduate, they graduate. Finish your high school diploma for you and for them. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. 
Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. At Wade Electric, we care about our community. We care because we live, work, and raise our families here. We take pride in our work because not only is it a reflection of us, but it's a reflection of our community as well. Wade Electric has been serving Oklahoma since 1969. Whether it's a remodel or new construction, our qualified installers can help. Don't do it yourself. Leave it to the experts at Wade Electric. Call 405-329-1940 to speak with our trusted professionals. There are trucks. Then there's the truck, GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate, GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. Cavens Group, bringing the sour of the rush. If you have an emergency 24 hours a day, and it's about to get really, really cold around the state. So if you have an emergency 24 hours a day, give Cavens a call. 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. Or CavensGroup.com. God, does everything have to be NIL these days yes. in college sports? Uh-huh. Quinn Ewers announced that he's coming back today via video and... At the very end of the video, he has to sign one of his own personal trading cards, which I'm sure mm-hmm. he'll uh, auction off and sell somewhere to wow. make money off of it. Hey, I guess it's smart nowadays to do something like that. Like, hey, buy the signed trading card that Quinn Ewers used in his announcement video. But, jeez, this NIL always has to be the focus of everything. Man. <laughs> uh, my... My announcement video brought to you by uh, whatever dealership in in Austin. That's yeah. uh, you know what I missed back in two thousand two after the Rose Bowl where Teddy's announcement was what? what? Think about the NFL. What are you, you going to do there? <laughs> I'm sure he. I, I don't know if he said exactly that, but I didn't say anything. Uh, I never even considered it. And then Derek Strait asked me on the bus whenever we got. We're leaving the next morning if I was going to the NFL. And I said, no, are you? And he looked at me he's like, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and that's 20 years ago. And, and I guess 20 years is feels like a it, it, an eternity in this sport now. But that was 20 years ago where if you two wanted to have entered in the NFL draft, what did D straight go first or second round of the Jets? I think he went in the third. Did he go third round to the Jets? Okay. Or, or was it late? Was it late second? I don't know. But so, yeah. the, the point is, is you guys would have, you, you definitely would have gotten drafted after that 2002 season. Maybe not as high as the, you didn't know yeah. three, but you had uh, some hey, draft stock. I'll tell you what's crazy. Um, you know, I, I had a list of awards from my junior year and. You know, had like agents trying to call and all kinds of stuff. Nobody from the coaching staff ever said a word to me about, hey, what are you thinking? What's going to happen? Smarts. Are you going to make a decision? Nobody ever brought it up, and I never even thought of it. That was in the staff that. meeting, like, hey, no one bring up the NFL to layman. Hell, he may not even know the NFL exists. <laughs> he he just got a TV three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, quick timeout. Hour number two of the rush coming up next.